Welcome to C-Suite Radio. It's time for another edition of The Brett Allen Show. It's go time, you and me! Join us weekly for the latest pop culture interviews from your favorite TV shows, movies, comedians, and so much more. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you, it felt good. Plus, you never know who will drop by. What happened here was a miracle. Now, here is your host. I said throw down, boy. Welcome to the night's main event. Brett Allen. Well, today on the show, we have a very special guest. I'm excited with actor Thomas Nicholas, Thomas Ian Nicholas. We're here to talk about all the things. He's a producer, musician, actor, storyteller, and of course, a father. The most important role I think you could carry. And I'm a dad too. So, Thomas, it's nice to meet you. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah, good to meet you too. Wait, Britt, how how many kids do you have? Oh, just the one. Uh, He's nine years old and he keeps me busy so and we're just kind of going through the colorado crud right now pink eye and and all the things (laughs) how many kids do you have i think it's like two right i have two but you can't just say just one one keeps you busy enough two makes you a little crazy three you might as well just check yourself into it yeah no no i totally understand well i'm interested to know i follow you on social media and you have been very busy promoting music uh going to Cubs games, the list goes on and on, promoting all of your projects. But I'm interested to know, we have a Comic-Con coming up here in July. Do you go out and do the Comic-Cons with like American Pie and King Arthur's Court, Rookie of the Year? I'm just curious to know. I don't want to get into the whole American Pie part of the conversation yet, but I'm interested to know like what extent do you have involvement with those maybe with some of your fellow castmates, because I do see them making appearances from time to time. I've done probably at this point, my first Comic-Con was back in 2012 in Wales. And since that time, I've done some Comic-Cons with Tara and Shannon and Mina and Allison and uh, Chris Klein and Chris Owen. Um, I personally have probably done more conventions than all of them combined. I've probably been at about 100 conventions since... 2012. Wow. So all of the rock stars of the series. That's so cool. Just to think about you hanging out with all those people. Very cool, man. Very cool. It's it's a 50-50 shot between Rookie of the Year and American okay. Pie. Uh, of course, you know, there's the, there's the 10 percentile, which is, you know, the, the Halloween Resurrection or Walt Before Mickey or Kid in King Arthur's Court. Um, and, and then obviously my new TV show underdeveloped is starting to sort of stick in people's minds. And then of course, if I'm overseas, then rookie of the year really kind of falls by the wayside because baseball, American baseball and American football are only now just kind of starting to raise their, their brand awareness in Europe and the UK with their exhibition games. So they've started like, you know, now you're starting to see, you know, that, that gear on people like there's an uh, an MLB office like I on my last tour to London I stopped by the MLB Europe office and got myself like a Cubs manager coat oh wow that's kind of interesting <laughs> so I'm interested to know because you do all of these different things Tom you're again as we said a producer uh you're a musician you also are a dad which as I said at the beginning of our conversation is really like 
the biggest, most important role that you will play. But I also see you on social media, you're posting, you're commenting on TikTok lives. I mean, you're doing all these things. My question would be is, how do you find the balance, Thomas, when it comes to doing that versus, you know, spending time with your kids and traveling, but yet it seems uh, very confidently that you can successfully manage it all. I think it's a very rare but very cool skill set to see. Yeah, it's it's not an easy feat. Uh, and I'm probably, you know, not doing it perfectly, but I'm doing my best. Um, yeah, last year I did 100 events or, wow. 100, you know, like, and when I say events, I would say that probably like 70 of those were shows with my band and probably about 30 of them were meet and greet events, um, you know, for comic cons and comic book shops and baseball card shops and things and things like that. So, you know, the, the, the thing for me is when I am home, I try to be, you know, I try to like no matter what time I get home from a flight from a weekend, I'll get up the next morning and take my kids to school. Um, you know, I try to, you know, cook dinner and, and, and be present. And, you know, I'm trying to put my phone down, although it's, it's difficult when, you know, you're, you're sort of communicating all the time. It seems like the, the phone never stops these days. You can get a, a text message that at 11 o'clock at night, that if you don't answer before you go to bed the next morning, it's too late. Yeah, I was going to say, I would imagine because like offers come in at different times and, you know, it's just different as far as like what availability may or may not be uh, for you. And, you know, now you're getting ready to go to Europe and all of that. As a sidebar, I'm kind of interested to know, and I don't know the age of your children. You don't have to disclose it on air, but are they keen to what you're doing are they aware of the projects you've been a part of i would imagine they're probably not at an appropriate age necessarily well i don't know everybody's different <laughs> to watch american pie or maybe is it a kid in king arthur's court or perhaps rookie of the year while before mickey i'm just interested to know like their familiarity with what you do yeah i mean my son is 12 my daughter is seven um, they, of course, have seen Rookie of the Year and A Kid in King Arthur's Court um, numerous times. Um, my son is actually following in my footsteps. He started acting when he was about six years old. His first job was on New Girl playing Zoe Dachanel and Jake Johnson's Flash Forward Son. Uh, he was in my film Adverse. Uh, he was in the M. Night movie Old, the one on the beach where they get old through the course of the day. He's the main kid in that. Yeah. And then in my new TV show, Underdeveloped, he plays Tom Arnold's son. And now my daughter uh, has started asking about, uh, you know, getting involved. And so I've got her going to acting classes just to like suss it out and see what she's into. And let me tell you something, she loves it. And they're going to one of my teachers that I've known for years. Um, and so every time I go to pick her up, She's in some crazy outfit that she's grabbed from the props department, some wig and glasses and, you know, whatever it is. And she's just having a blast. So, yeah, my my kids are are aware of my career. And, and in regard to uh, the aforementioned question of American Pie, not only have they not seen it, but I doubt that I will ever show them that film only for the fact that it's a little bit different because it's me. 
So I kind of feel like sneak a watch at their friend's house, point or another, drop some sort of nugget of knowledge like that they've seen the film and then I'm going to get, you saw that movie? And and also like sigh a breath of, you know, relief going, thank God I didn't have to be the one to like say, <laughs> yes. no, I'm not showing you. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's just cool that you get to do such great projects and things like that. And I love the fact that your daughter is interested in acting as well. I mean, I think as a parent, our dream is for our kids to be interested in the same things we are. And I love the idea of that, but I'm one of the things that I think is very cool is the fact that you are able to guide her and direct her in this part of her life as well with your son as well, clearly, but this is cool because you can instruct her and guide her as she works her way through the industry, right? Which I think is really cool uh, and help maybe avoid some of the pitfalls that could possibly exist. My whole my whole standpoint on all of that has always been for them to focus on the technique and the art process. You know, the other stuff is, it's that's part of the business aspect. And obviously, you know, if you do gather some success and you're, you're fortunate enough to have that, yeah, you want to utilize that to generate more opportunities. But the sole focus for myself has always been on creation and the creativity and the process. And so I'm just trying to instill that in them. My, my son's been in piano classes since he was three. Um, he's an amazing uh, piano player now. And and my daughter now is starting, you know, her classes at School of Rock. She's kind of dipping between like she takes piano, too, but she's like kind of deciding whether or not she wants to take drum lessons or guitar lessons. I think it'd be rad if she could play drums because I can't. That's the one instrument I cannot play. Well, who knows? Maybe your daughter will want to follow in your footsteps with that. So I'm interested to know you're getting ready to tour and go to Europe and do all of these things uh, whether it's personal appearances uh, for the films, the TV, or perhaps maybe the band. So I'm interested to know, like when people reach out and they want to book you, what is the gateway uh, for their garnering interest? Is it from film? Is it television? Um, is it the music? How do these bookings come about for you? Um, it's It's kind of a, a plethora of all those things. You know, I mean, I'm I'm currently... I just signed my first record deal, uh, which only, of course, took me 15 years, six albums, and a thousand shows. Overnight exactly, success. Exactly. That is that is the definition of an overnight success. Um, and so, you know, while I'm working on my seventh album right now, uh, I, of course, want to tour to support that. And the label, you know, that I signed with wants me to tour and support that. So I've been a little bit more aggressive this year with what I book. In years past, it's kind of like, if I'm doing a Comic-Con, I might go play a show or put a tour around that as like an anchor date, sort of, you know, it, it's expensive to travel, especially nowadays. So I'll try to, you know, kind of put things together if I'm already going to be in an area. Very cool, man. Very cool. Well, this has been so much fun, Tom. And just, I feel like I've, I don't want to say I've grown up with you maybe to a point because I'm 49, but I've watched all of this, and again, you've got the music, the directing, the producing, all of that underdeveloped, which is just another really good show. But I'm interested to know where or does validation come to you 
or is it even important to you because you haven't done just one thing where you could have easily had the film career and that could be it, but you've also parlayed all of this into television and producing and creating and all of the different things. I'm just wanting to know, and I think people would find it interesting, like, do you do you look at validation or does it just come from the hard work and looking at everything you've done and going, man, you know, I've really busted my butt and I'm just super thankful for what I've got. Um, for me, again, it goes back to sort of what I'm instilling in my kids. And I, I'm very much focused on um, the creative process. I mean, I love like writing songs and, and I really love performing songs live. It's, it's kind of, I don't know, I guess, technically speaking, it's my own uh, mental health therapy. And I found some moments where people have really connected with, you know, the lyrical content of my songs. I mean, for the most part, because I've not had a major label deal and, you know, the five touch point marketing campaign behind that, like, you know, like American Pie. I mean, American Pie, because of the the money that Universal put behind it and then the reaction that people had, the four films that we made, it's a $2 billion franchise. So I don't, I don't pretend in any way, shape or form that I'm going to usurp that success. I mean, anything's possible, but um, you know, when I have had those moments where people have found like the music has helped them through a, a time period of life, that that's cool. I mean, and, and, and that's really what, what art is supposed to do. I think speaking of Instagram reels, since we're, we all, uh, at least doom scroll for about a half an hour a day at a bare minimum. I saw I saw something recently. I think it was it was Ethan Hawke, and uh, he said this so beautifully. He said that you know for the most part, people don't really pay too much attention to poems or art or you know just entertainment in in a general sense. It just kind of is there and something to do. But when they go through something. Uh, dramatic or ecstatic, like either some, you know, loss in their life or some profound love, then suddenly art is sustenance. And so it's so important to focus on creating things that are important and meaningful, not so much that someone will get it right away, but so that it's there for when they do. Yeah, I love it. I think, again, it's just a dream as parents to have our kids really be interested in the same things we are and to instill in those things. Well, I want to talk about American Pie because you mentioned early on there are four of those tentpole films. And then I think there were other, like National Lampoon presents American Pie. I don't know how that works. If the studio licensed those out to National Lampoon, I think you had said... In one other interview that you had done a National Lampoon film, uh, Lampoon film. So I'm curious. I don't know if you can talk about that, like how that all worked out. Because again, as I said at the beginning, those films are really just, you know, I believe to be really classic pieces of pop culture history. They were just really fun films for sure. Even though <laughs> your kids haven't seen them yet. I mean, I think maybe one day they might see that or maybe not. I don't know. 
<laughs> it's just fun. Yeah. You, I, as far as I understand it, I mean, all those different than like National Lampoon, because I did do a National Lampoon movie. And I know that Dan, who owned that brand, it became like this thing where anyone could kind of do it if they licensed the product. Even though the original cast outside of Eugene wasn't in the spinoff movies, they've all been Universal Studios pictures. Um, and I think I want to say now... There are five spinoffs and they're working on a reboot, which technically is another spinoff. So, you know, in, in the next year or so, American Pie will have 10 films under its moniker, uh, which is crazy. Yeah, that's crazy, crazy to think. So a total of 10 films potentially. Well, I mean, we are in the age of streaming. We are in the age of reboots. Do you know or have they said anything to you about the fact that the original cast would be returning. I mean, I'm curious to know because I think people would just flip if, you know, let's say you're a dad in this one or something wild <laughs> or the Shermanator. <laughs> the reboot that got announced uh, a couple years ago, which hasn't, as far as I know, been finished or or even started, you know, production or pre-production or anything um, is going to be a reboot without the original cast. Because it's for Universal 1411, which is their home video department. I know the only thing that I can talk about, uh, which I don't know if Peter and Donna want me to say, but I'll say it anyway, um, is I ran into Peter and Donna, the president and vice chairwoman of uh, Universal, when my son was doing his his premiere of Old in New York. And so they didn't realize that that was my son because I gave him his own identity he goes by Nolan River. That way, you know, he can have his own thing. It doesn't have to, and no offense to like, you know, Tom Hanks and Colin Hanks are great, but I really like the idea of him having his own last name where you won't necessarily just know right out the gate that that's my son. But if you if you dig, you can find it out. It's not like it's hidden. Um, and so anyway, we're at the premiere and they go, oh my gosh, that's your kid. I, we didn't know. And then Peter told me like, oh, we're negotiating for American Pie 5. And so this was 2021. And I remember six months later, I, I hit up Adam Hurz. I was like, hey, man, how's the script coming? He's like, uh, it, it didn't it didn't come together. So I know that Universal was circling the idea for a minute. Um, and who knows? Maybe they'll come back around. I know that all of the cast, myself included, uh, we'd basically just love the opportunity to hang out with one another again and go have some fun. And I know that that fans of the franchise would very much love to see us get back together. So who knows? Well, last but not least, of course, there is Underdeveloped, created by yourself, produced by yourself, the entire thing. And it's interesting. It's, it's this dichotomy where you've had this large amount of industry success, but now... You have the freedom, so to speak, artistically or however it works to create your own thing. Let's talk about underdeveloped. How does that make you feel? You know, the, as they say, it feels good to be the boss where you can just really create something, especially in an age today where there's so many ways to stream and put content out there. Congratulations uh, on you for sure, man. Yeah, uh, that was a, a really fun project. I've been working with Brian A. Metcalf and Kelly Argin, my business partners, on a number of films. Um, you know, we've done, uh, besides Underdeveloped, prior to that was Adverse, which was released by Lionsgate, uh, Living Among Us, released by Sony. 
and then um, the Lost Tree, which was released by uh, it was a theatrical release, and then um, and then uh, Redbox. So um, yeah, it's 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 great to be it's great to be one of the bosses, you know, and be in charge of that. And that's one of the ways that I've been able to navigate um, at least having two careers uh, outside of being a dad, but two careers in the sense of I can not schedule. I know when I'm going to be filming. I know when I need to be present for the production and principal photography and not schedule my touring during that time. And so that's kind of how I'm able to, to manage both. Certainly, you know, there have come times where an offer comes in from something I'm not the boss of, and uh, I've got to, you know, kind of dip out of things. But for the most part, I've been pretty lucky and not had to cancel too many things and and navigate both. And Underdeveloped was fun. We shot it on the Warner Brothers lot, which was uh, just kind of cool to go to work every day and, you know, dip, dip walk underneath the water tower and everyone always asked me if the animaniacs were there so you know it was it was a lot of fun and uh, it's a it's a great cast and it was it was something fun for me to get back into comedy because Brian and I have been doing such dramatic work with adverse and living among us um that you know when he's like hey I want you to grow a mustache and gain weight and be this curmudgeon guy Joe um I had a lot of fun with it well, so cool, man. So cool. One last question. I always like to ask artists, storytellers, because you get to play so many different characters or play so many different people. But throughout your career, whether it's American Pie or anything that you've done, perhaps maybe underdeveloped where you have maybe learned something about yourself or maybe it's a pretty broad question i guess i would say is there one project that stands out to you that has changed you at first the question was i I had my answer for you because the question is of course you know what what stands out to you the most and as an artist it's always the thing i'm working on the most recently and that's always what's prevalent in my mind so of course you know that's underdeveloped and my new album Um, But as far as something I've learned about myself, I would say probably the most affected that I became from any character that I ever portrayed was when I played Abby Hoffman in the Chicago 8. It wasn't a widely successful film per se. Um, I mean, certainly, you know, Sasha Baron Cohen's uh, rendition of Abby Hoffman was, you know, much more known. Uh, But I, I did find it pretty cool that I also got to play Abby Hoffman and, you know, Sasha played him as well. So I feel this like, I don't know, this very minute connection that Sasha is not aware of at all. But when I played Abby Hoffman, the research into that role really kind of affected me in a way that other uh, other roles had it. I mean, I've, you know, portrayed Scorsese in a James Franco film and obviously Walt Disney and Frank Sinatra Jr., um, But that particular role, reading his books, really kind of changed my perspective on a lot of things and and left a lasting impression. So I don't necessarily know that I learned anything about myself, but um, I did find that if I dig too deep into a character preparation, it can change a little bit of who I am. Yeah, I've heard that where actors like yourself have done things and then they sort of become this character and embody it and 
it's almost a forceful thing that needs to take place in order to shake it. Well, one last question. We we talked about this at the beginning where people recognize you or identify with you, perhaps maybe feel like they've grown up with you. But I'm interested to know, how is it for you just as an individual, Thomas, uh, Nicholas, when you connect with people, when they see you, can you spot an American Pie fan? <laughs> can you spot a Rookie of the Year fan? I'm just interested to know if you're able to lock in with somebody right away uh, and have that instinct, which if you do, I think it's cool. You know, I would say the the coolest thing that I've come to realize and find out doing, um, you know, meet and greet events like Comic-Con is there's this connection that I have with the people that enjoy my work, especially in my age group, uh, you know, give or take, you know, 10 years either side of, of of my age. I'm 43. So, you know, 10 years younger, 10 years older, but in that sort of demographic, um, the thing that that I've found the, the coolest is that people feel like they've grown up with me. And so there's this really, really cool connection. And, and I, I'm sure that I haven't really like, I don't talk about this with my friends, like, hey, do you have fans that feel like they've grown up with you? So maybe this is a, a commonplace thing, but I'm just going to call it my own special thing that I have with people that enjoy my work that are around my age, that we have this, this, this connection where, you know, I did these movies that, yeah, they, they could have been, they could be enjoyed by, you know, larger age groups, but for the most part, the target was like my peers. So, and I did them at, at formative moments in my life, like, you know, rookie of the year when I was 12 and, and then American pie when I was 18. So there's these two sort of very, very pivotal moments in our life that have connected me with people. And that's really cool, you know, to have that kind of thing. And, and for me, entertainment is, it's about connection. It's about, you know, the safe escape. So to get out there and go and meet people and and take pictures and and talk about those moments and and see how it it entertains people, my career entertains people is awesome. So I'm very very thankful uh, to have that opportunity. It's especially great now that we're back to doing things in person. Um, you know, there was a, a time there where, like our interview right now, this was the closest we could get to connection. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. So true. So true. Well, thank you so much, Tom, for your time. This has been so much fun. And uh, I'm so happy that we were able to make this happen. Shout out to your manager for hooking us up and just being an all-around good guy. He's done a lot for the show, so we're very thankful. If people want to connect with you, see you on tour, come see you at a Comic-Con, listen to your music, get a shout out, where can they connect with you? Uh, everything is pretty easy to find. My name is way too long and it's three first names and it's confusing. So Tin Band is where you can find anything about me online. So T-I-N Band. So that's like TinBand.com or Instagram, you know, at Tin Band or TikTok at Tin Band. Uh, and then if you're wanting to listen to the music, um, I guess I should have made it easier and just called my band Tin Band. But uh, you've got to kind of search Thomas Nicholas Band. I figured, you know, Steve Miller did it to some success as well as Dave Matthews. I couldn't come up with a cool band name. So Thomas Nicholas Band is where it's at. And that's where you can find me on uh, Spotify or Apple Music or what have you. 
Very cool. Well, Thomas, Nicholas, uh, Tom, or as you said at the beginning, whatever, <laughs> call me. <laughs> That's funny. I really appreciate your time. It's been a pleasure chatting with you, man, and look forward to connecting with you soon. Thank you so much, my friend. Yeah, Brett, thank you so much for having me, and uh, I appreciate talking with you, and um, maybe I'll see you when I'm out in, uh, in Colorado in May or July. Thanks for listening and being a part of today's conversation. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with a friend. It's absolutely free. A major proportion. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. And remember, we care. <laughs>